The Cooped Up Podcast is brought to you guys by Anchor.fm. People are always asking me, Koopa, how do I start my own podcast? And my answer, Anchor is the best place to go. Anchor is the easiest way to start your own podcast. It's free and it includes easy to use tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only is it easy to use, but Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on sites like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more platforms. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, do you want to start a podcast about sports, music, literature? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Cooped Up Podcast. As always, folks, my name is Koopa. Each week, I sit down with my one of my friends, drive our Chevys down to the levee, and uh, yeah, we talk about all the, the happenings and pop culture and what we're doing and everything that, uh, you know, that the world is providing us content-wise. And uh, this week, folks, as you can, you know, you'll tell by the title of our episode, uh, one track mine this week. We're, <laughs> we're keeping it very very simple folks uh we are reviewing the 24th film in uh the marvel cinematic universe uh black widow it's finally here and i'm really excited i could not do this by myself though i had to uh, i had to call in once again the big guns uh, to talk about this movie uh with me today and rejoining us on the podcast as he did a few weeks ago to talk about well, I believe we talked more comic book stuff, talked about the Falcon and Winter Soldier and Invincible. And, uh, you know, joining us once more, uh, coming to all us all the way from Texas, Mr. Uh, Banjo. Banjo, my man, how are you? Yo, I'm I'm chilling, brethren. I'm chilling, man. Very happy to be back on the podcast with you once again, shooting the shit, talking about Marvel movies and how bad they are. Just kidding. They're never going to be bad <laughs> ever, no matter how. It doesn't matter, like, what Marvel comes up with it at this point, bro. Like, but that's, that's for a little bit later on in the podcast, but anyway, very happy to be here cooped up once again, man. Yeah, no, and, and I'm happy to have you, man, uh, for sure. It's, uh, you, you know, I, I'm so excited about this movie. I'm more excited than I thought I would, but I think before we kind of jump into that, how you been since, uh, the, you know, the last time we, we chatted, things are different now. Tournaments are, are starting to open up again. I know in, in your neck of the woods, you've been very busy. So how, how have things been? It's been cool, man. Um, been back in the swing of things, especially with casting, um, the community, when it comes to Smash Brothers and the FGC, it's starting to just come back alive here uh, in Texas, especially with all the big weeklies popping up once again. In my city, I have uh, I have a regional that's happening um, August 21st called Spiral Mountain. <laughs> it's Spiral Mountain because Banjo lives there. Anyway, uh, yeah, so... Uh, everybody was so enamored with like um, the first regional that I ran for uh, for the Houston Tech Rodeo, and everybody was so happy about it. And over the moon, uh, uh, they decided the venue decided that hey, bro, if you just want to come back and run another one, you can do that. And we're gonna run Spiral Mountain August twenty first. We got a bunch of stuff happening in Texas, just in general, like uh, not only Spiral Mountain, but of course Low Tide City, which is gonna be a uh, who's who of you know smash players and community members from the FGC as well coming to Texas going down shout out to attorney locator that's like the family up there in Dallas and then um 
uh, and uh, we have the hardest smash that was just announced. Uh, we're gonna have the homie Cat come through for um, for uh, that event that's happening uh, in Central Texas over there in Waco. Um, so yeah, as far as like you know things going back to normal for me, it's it's it, it's wet. It's a damn sight better than 2020. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, no, for for sure, man. I, I totally feel that, especially you know, given where we were, you know, where we were this time last year. You know, we're in the midst of the pandemic, and even though like you know during the summer things kind of gave you that false sense of security that things were, you know, may, maybe taking a turn for the better, but maybe not necessarily the case once the fall kind of kicked back around, and it's like, you know, now that we have access to, you know, the medicines and stuff, and as well as you know, things just the case is starting to decline. You know, in depending on what part of the world the, of the country you live in, you know, right. it, it definitely is kind of starting to, to get back to normal. And I think you know now that we we are here in uh, in the Lord's year twenty twenty one, and you know things are I think officially returning the more in uh, to normal because we have a, a Marvel film to talk about. Banjo, we haven't we haven't got yes. to talk about a film. In a in a minute, so uh, I think I'll, I'll before we you know get into the fun stuff. I think I'll ask you uh, when this movie was first announced. What was your where was your excitement level at like then, and where is it out now? Because when I was in the process of like looking, you, you know, just kind of like studying up for this movie and like getting ready to talk about it, it it dawned on me that like this is the first Marvel film released in in two years. Like it's been two years since the last time. Uh, you know, since Spider-Man: Far From Home came out, so I'm I'm curious where your your head was at, you know, going into this film. Now, given that you know, there's uh, we're in the midst of of three TV shows, and you know, the we, we kind of see where Marvel's going with this. So, like, where were you feeling with this, you know, very openly known prequel story uh, in the MCU? So keep in mind, right, that like we're fresh off of like so. If there was no pandemic, right, mm -hmm. we're fresh off of Endgame. So being fresh off of Endgame and then far from home and then, you know, the movie coming ap after was obviously, you know, Black Widow. In my head, I'm just thinking, like, this movie's going to be, you know, it'll be like a, a, like a standard origin type deal. You know what I'm saying? Some nice... Some nice filler content is what I was thinking that I was going to be heading into. And, you know, everybody had this, um, I think, like, not everybody, but some people had this notion that, like, oh, like, it's it's Black Widow. It's not going to be that interesting. And you know what? I'm in that camp, right? I was in that camp, and I was thinking to myself, like, you know, this movie's not going to be all that great. I'm just going to, I'm just here to make sure it checks the boxes. And back then, and then now, I, I still felt the same way, you know what I'm saying? So my excitement level was kind of just like, meh, you know, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to see to see what happens. And then the movie gets delayed for, for over a year and a half. Well, what is it, like a year and a half? It was almost two years, right? The movie got delayed. Yeah, well, I, I think because that, that's a really important point. I don't think enough people, like, realize how fucked up the schedule got because of of covid yeah like when you really look at it because this film was supposed to come out on may 1st of 2020 is when it was slated Boy. to come out and so it got delayed you know well over a full year this movie got delayed a, a, a couple of times um but not only did it get delayed it totally set back the other stuff they planned on doing because if i remember correctly and i was trying to find a picture to kind of like refresh my memory on how this was changed pre-covid but 
you know, I believe we were supposed to get this show first. We were supposed to get Black Widow first, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come out summer of last year. And then yes. we were supposed to get Eternals. And then I think we were supposed to get WandaVision. Uh, we were supposed to get WandaVision sometime, like, in March of this past year. Because then I think in, like, April, in, like, April, we were supposed to get Doctor Strange, like, immediately after it. So... There is, uh, again, give or take, because that you know, Spider Man got announced, so Spider Man probably like takes a date in there, at some point, probably stays in the December slot where it's originally at right now. But yeah, everything got kind of tossed on its head, and you know, you may be worried a little bit of like, oh God, like how is this gonna like, you know, like fuck up the continuity and whatever. But you know, for the most part, you know, and again, we're gonna start with uh, non spoiler stuff first, and then we'll I'll make sure to. to flash a graphic on screen uh whenever we start talking about uh, oh boy yeah. you i'm glad you put that disclaimer because i was ready to be like hey look man i'm about to talk about the movie in full graphic detail yeah. so i'm glad you i'm glad you put up a spoiler yeah yeah I'll, I'll i'll make a note for myself later to edit that in to the uh to the video um but yeah i i think um I think despite all the trials and tribulation this film had, again, getting delayed however many times it did, and, and you know, I think Disney really wanted to wait to put this out in the theaters because I, I think when they showed their hand that they were going to put, you know, some of their new films on, on premiere access, like uh, Mulan was a premiere access movie. There's a couple of other films that they did with that as well. Um, I, th I think they were really trying to avoid that with Black Widow, but I think, you know, they, they bit the bullet figuring, you know, realizing it's like, all right, by the time we – if we delay this one more time, by the time everything else comes out, hopefully, you know, we'll be in a, a better place as a country to where they don't have to do that. And I don't think they're going to do that for the other films, but, you know, we can talk about that at a at another time. But, yeah, listen, the film is here. It came. Um, I, I, we'll, we'll, this will be our, our – non-spoiler thoughts and i'll ask you first number one did you see this movie in the theaters did you go to the movies to see this i had to there was only one way that i could truly <laughs> like re-experience uh re-experience you know the marvel the marvel experience the mcu experience is definitely seeing in the movie theater so i went up there to that star cinema got myself uh one of those uh Star Cinema pizzas got me a, got me one of those got me a, like a 16 ounce brewski and i just I just kicked it, bro. Kicked it in the movie theater. Uh, last, uh, it was last Thursday, and I damn sure wasn't paying no thirty dollars for no premiere access on Disney Plus. That's for damn sure. You got me messed up. If I'm gonna spend thirty dollars at a theater, I need. To, if I'm gonna spend thirty dollars, period, I need to spend it at a theater. I'm not gonna spend it at the house trying to get some access to this movie. You know, this is this is fun because now we get to have both experiences because I actually paid for this on Disney Plus. Uh, what? Yeah. Oh I my god! Yeah, listen, it was definitely it was it was. I wanted to do this for at least one of these movies. Now I am I, okay. I am like you, I am a stickler for theater experience. I only want to experience movies, especially if it's movies I give a shit about. Like I I've I, I have a friend of mine who we've seen every MCU movie in the theaters together since Captain America: Civil War. So like we we really wanted to try to go to the movies for this, but. And I was ready to like, you know, I, I don't know how, uh, how often the theaters by you did this, but I know certain chains, you know, if you could pay like a hundred bucks or whatever to like rent out a theater. Uh, oh yeah, we do that here. <laughs> yeah, so like I really wanted to do that for Black Widow, but there was like zero available screen times, and they were, and I was ready to to, to pay the Marvel tax to watch this. I was ready to spend like a hundred, <laughs> like you know, me and my and my girlfriend uh, for my birthday, she rented out a theater to. For me to watch you know we watch back to the future together 
Word. Yeah, my favorite movie of all time. Great film. That's crazy. Yeah, so, and that was fun. And that was about, you know, it was about a hundred bucks or, or so. And we got like, you know, we got the whole theater to ourselves. We got to pick, you know, we, we she got to pick the movie. She just happened to pick Back to the Future. And we got food alongside with it as a, like a package deal. But I was ready to spend like 150 bucks to like get a theater to myself to watch Black Widow. I was ready to do that because I'm so, I am so deeply back invested in, in the, in, uh, you know, in the MCU again, uh, you know, given how great the television shows have been. Um, and I, I, I tried, I looked really, really hard, but there are no available dates. I'm just like, you know what? I, I, you know, we, we'll, we'll get some, we'll get some snacks, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put it in park and on the couch, get a big screen TV with a sound bar. And I gotta say, you Hell know, yeah. at, at home, you know, it was, it was a comfy experience. I think if there's any of the films I wouldn't have mind seeing at home, it's probably this one. Um, and I guess we can use that as, as a springboard into our non, you know, into our non-spoiler thoughts on the film. Banjo, what did, what did you think of this movie? I thought the movie was pretty good. I thought the movie was pretty good. Um, for like an origin story, uh, for an origin story, I felt like Black Widow did exactly what it was supposed to do, which was keep it interesting, right? Like where this is, you know, uh... The timeline takes place like you know, uh, like um, giving a little background as to uh, who Black Widow is and you know the agency that she's in and you know her family. And I think like one of the things that I was just looking for in the in the movie was to just stay, find a way to stay invested, right, and mm-hmm. find a way to just be like generally just you know interested in the in the material. And I gotta say, I was. I was legitimately like, oh wow, this is this is really, you know, it's it's pretty compelling, pretty entertaining, you know, and like, it just like it it in okay, yes, it feels formulaic. Yeah, right? of course, it it does it do, it feels formulaic. It feels like it, it's done everything that every other origin story is, you know, has done, which is try to just establish some ground you know, or some basis as to what this character is and what her motivations are and things like that. And, I mean, you know, at a base level, I can't be mad at it. It's just it's just what the origin story does. So I was, you know, I wasn't, like, thoroughly impressed or over the moon with the movie, but I will say that the movie was definitely well done. And, uh, and I got to say that, you know, I, I, w- I was a little bit surprised because, like, like this movie was supposed to be out a year ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they were, and they were, and Marvel has been, like, hitting me over the head with, like, this, this narrative, like, oh, this is the first Marvel movie back since the, since, since the pandemic kind of ended. And, you know, it's, it's Black, <clears throat> it's Black Widow. And, and I'm just like, bro, I get it. Like, I understand. So, I'm, I, so, like, so, I, I, I got my ass up, got to the theater, and I'm very happy I watched it. I was, I was thoroughly entertained, and if anybody happens to find their way to a movie theater sometime, you know, in the next couple of weeks, or if they, or if they're Mr. Monopoly and they want to spend that money on, on <laughs> Disney Plus, yep. 
then I then I say go for it. It's it's well worth a watch. Yeah, no, uh, you, you echoed a lot of my same sentiments, and I love Black Widow the character. I, I've Scarlett Johansson's portrayal of this character for the last ten plus years has been great. She is is again, she's a, a fan favorite for a reason. She you know, really has been in this thing since Iron Man two. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, people forget that. Oh my god, I, I, bro. I remember last during the midst of the, of the pandemic last year, I was you know my girlfriend had not seen like a lot of the Marvel films, so you know I we decided to go th have a, a binge and <laughs> I felt kind of bad skipping over Iron Man 2 because I'm just like uh, this movie really isn't that great and I told her I'm just like listen all you need to know is that Terrence Howard is now Don Cheadle and, uh, <laughs> and Scarlett Johansson is uh, Black Widow. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and we just we just kind of scurried past that one very quickly. Yeah, we're gonna. Give, I'll give you the Cliff's notes. Yeah, it's, it's one of, like Iron Man two definitely wasn't filler movies, but like it's Black Widow's origin. Yeah. So it's Black Widow's introduction into the MCU as a whole. Sure. So. And again, we this character has been a a fan favorite, you know, for years. She's one of my favorites. I I. Absolutely, this character is a scene stealer. Uh, she's she's great, and you know I was very very excited when this movie was announced. I was a little worried that it might be, you know, too little too late. And I'm not the biggest fan of prequels. I think most people would agree with that. That prequels are are a little, you know, if they're done right, they're you know they're they're really really good. But you know sometimes if they're you 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 very much teeter on like a monsters university you know type situation with prequels where it's just like right. ah, like you know I will yeah I enjoy seeing more of these characters but at the same time it's just like it's not really progressing the story and I'll say you know I'll so again it's a non spoiler uh, this isn't really spoiling anything this movie for at least for now like big picture wise we don't know how it's gonna like you know function into phase four. There's a couple of seeds that are planted, you know, in the, the post credit scene. Because spoiler alert, there's a post credit scene, and I will say one of the benefits of watching this movie at home is that I could fast forward to the four post credit scene, which was dope. Right, I love that. Right, that, 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 was, that was nice. As much as I love seeing, you know, all the the credits scroll by of all the different units that worked in this film, uh, a man's got places to go. So you know, we, that that was a an added benefit. But you know, definitely the post credit scene definitely drops a couple of. You know, it, it definitely kind of sets up where the trajectory of this movie will probably end up. Um, but I will say that this movie was a lot of fun. You know, it, it felt very, you know, uh, Jason Bourne, like, you know, sort of uh, like action-y at times. Um, I definitely... I, I thought I was going to like be kind of like, you know, roll my eyes at some of the family stuff, but this is really the summer of family, you know, fast nine and, and this movie really, uh, you know, are, are really hammering home the, the family stuff. And uh, Florence Pugh is great. She steals the screen on so many instances. David Harbour, uh, again, uh, from, you know, if you're familiar with stranger things, he was fantastic. Um, he's one of my favorites. He, like honestly, yeah. like he like when it comes to just character actors in general, man, this man just brings it every time, bro. Yeah, he's the best. I I was very very uh, pleased with his performance in this. And again, Scarlett Johansson kills it. You know, is if this movie. I, I needed this movie to do justice to a character who I perceive, and, and maybe we can talk about this. I feel like who was wrongfully robbed in that in that scene in Endgame. You know, I was, I I was upset. I, I it should have been Clint. <laughs> it should have been him. <laughs> but I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Like I definitely agree. But I get why they did it. it, it I, you know, we'll we'll talk about that. What you know, a little bit later. I get it. But it still made me upset. And this movie, I think, did justice uh, to the legacy of this character. If this is the last time we see the, you know, uh, the Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, 
on on the big screen, I think it was it was a proper setup. This movie's a lot of fun. Again, big picture wise, it's not gonna like you know blow you away. It's not gonna uh, right. It, it's not necessarily dropping the seeds that the TV shows are right now. You know of where the phase four of the MCU is probably gonna go. But it's a fun it's a fun watch. It was it's a great you know the two and a half hours really flew you know two hours and fifteen minutes of this movie really flew by. Uh, the choreography is great. Some of the set pieces are great. Uh, it's a lot of fun if you're into like spy you know sort of like you know like if you're into like the Bourne films or something like that. It's definitely not like Mission Impossible type great. It's not, but it's it's definitely like it, it's good. It's a lot of a lot of espionage going on. You yeah, know what I'm saying like yeah, it's it's definitely it's not it's not like stuff. it's not like Thor one. It's not like it's not near those like that like bottom tier of like the MCU movies. But it's pretty like it's pretty like you know middle of the road. It's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's it was it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed this film uh, a lot, and I think it's definitely worth your time, however you choose to see it. But you know, in, in order to really get into the meat of this film. We got to yes. we got to talk about the spoilers. We got we got to we got to let the people know that we're going to we're going to we're going to deep dive this, you know, bring it break it down to a fine powder. So my, can I can I can I say this just really quick, just, just really quick just a, a spoiler warning. I'm going to we're going to talk about the movie in full detail. It's a spoiler warning. I'm putting an editing note we're here war- for me right now. Uh at, 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 at the 20 minute mark, please flash a, uh, a a spoiler warning alert across the bottom of the screen. We're letting you know now that this is this is where this is where we're going to we're, we're really going to like dive into this shit like yeah. like for real for real because there is like, you know, while it's still Black Widow and while the movie is great, there's still a lot of impact for not only this movie, but, like, the implications that this movie brings. Yes. So, it's spoiler warning. Yeah, so... Warn you again. Yeah, one more time. Spoiler. One more time. If you guys haven't, you know, come... Listen, come back. Watch the movie. Listen uh, uh, listen to this podcast in, in full. It'll be here. Uh, if you don't care about spoilers, do you, man? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's fine, but... Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know where you want to. We can go like you know from the, from the beginning of the film and then talk about the the, the implications. But so what? Yeah, um, we, we we can go from the very start. Okay, so uh, we go like uh, at the beginning of the movie where basically it's already implied that um, you know Black Widow and her family are basically uh, sleeper cells. They're sleeper agents, right? Mm-hmm. For the um, for the for the for the for the Russian, you know, for for Russia, right? Yeah. During the during not the time of the Cold War, but like you know, whatever conflict. Yeah, I guess there. it's a good in like the eighties. I guess she's working for oh, right. Yeah, it's like I forget what a I forget what it's called. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be inaccurate and say like the KGB or something. Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. <laughs> Like they, they're, I don't want to. I don't want to be inaccurate in saying yeah, that. They're right? they're, so. they're working undercover for like Russian spies or they, it's, it's, yes. it's it's essentially. I'm pretty sure they say it's Hydra. I think at one point Melina says she's uh that she was maybe like working for Hydra or something. It feels very yeah, Hydra yeah, yeah, without yeah, yeah. actually saying it's Hydra. So they're they're definitely working for the bad guys. Right, because it makes sense because like um the super soldier program like uh. Uh, basically, Alexi was like the first and only like super soldier, which is you know his arc is actually hilarious because like you know he's a super soldier for Russia and in Russia he's revered as a hero, and he thinks like he's like you know hot shit, but he's just like bro, does, does Captain America ever talk about me? And like bro, like everybody knows like bro, we know you fraud. Like he was in that in that prison scene. He's like bro, we know we know you're you're fraud, bro, but we choose actively not to mess with you because you know. 
he 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 broke that dude's wrist. Like like mm-hmm. and he didn't even try. You know what I'm saying? But I digress. Like basically the seeds being planted there is like, you know, the seeds like uh it's very grounded in the in the in the respect that like basically like everything's just still connected you know what i'm saying the super soldier program goes through more went through more than just captain america we saw that through uh the falcon and the winter soldier right like um not only did was alexi chosen for a super soldier program but also there were some americans that were chosen for it that weren't captain america yes you know what i'm saying bucky got affected by it like things like that you know i think that i think that's pretty cool Something that I also noticed that is that, um, you know, how like uh, how uh, Black Widow, how um, how they got inducted, how her and her sister got basically inducted into uh, into becoming Black Widows, and I'm just like, damn, like I didn't know they got scooped up when they were like kids, kids. Like yeah. that's that's actually just like super, super like fucked up, like. Yeah, it's 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 definitely it's it sucks. It's it's not a. It was hard to watch, you know. Seeing uh, again, the the movie opens with young Scarlett Johansson, you know, was young Natasha and young Yelena, you know, living in suburbia, Ohio, and you know, then you you soon realize that like things are, are not as they seem. They're on the run. They seem <laughs> it's it's something very funny about a six year old girl like very comfortable like moving stoppers out of the bottom of a plane and like picking up bullets off the floor like. That right. was that, that was very strange. Uh, I had CGI down David Harbor definitely looked a little weird. Not sure how I felt about that. If that was actually like <laughs> that was a lot. But then you you see him you know flip over that truck and then you learn. And I think it's I I was a little, again worried a little bit how this movie would like play in timeline wise because so much has happened so far. You know as you're going if you've seen the Falcon and Winter Soldier, you're this is prop that's probably the show that'll like best prepare you for what you're gonna like you know, see some of in this movie, even though it's not really like big implications on the plot, but like, you know, you, you're not like blown away, but at the existence of like another super soldier as again, Alexei is, you know, the red guardian is the, this uh, Russian equivalent of captain America. And, you know, he's like, when he's saying he maybe ran into captain America in the eighties, you know, going back what you know, it's like, Oh yeah, he could have maybe seen like, uh, he, he could have seen Isaiah Bradley, captain America in the eighties or something like that. Like, right, like, right. like having that extra layer of knowledge is like, yeah, like all of the shit he's saying probably isn't crazy. So like there's there's a few implications of that and um yeah you know you get to see a lot more of of Natasha's family life and you know or her you know weird strained relationship with her sister and I think again one of the, the pluses I'll give to this movie again Florence Pugh was absolutely amazing she as as uh, Yelena Belova you know, again another addition, uh you know iteration of the Black Widow you know she eventually breaks free of of Drakov's you know uh you know control and brainwashing with what i called uh you know mcu anthrax with the stuff that they were she was like yeah. she, she was just like sending that out in the mail i'm just like what like you can do this that's that's yeah bro like it was just like okay i have i have an idea i have a cure so don't even worry about it and just like bro like hitting people with pixie dust like it's yeah it's, it's very very like hilarious yeah super funny it was funny but i i was she she was great in this movie and i think the best part of this movie is um you know the the family dynamic you know watching uh, again this, this movie was 
a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. Some of the comedy was really, really good in this film. Just like, you know, everybody's been there when you're sitting at dinner with your parents. Or it's like, ah, don't slouch. Or like, don't you know, don't you want to do this? Don't you want to do that? Right. <laughs> your parents are like awkwardly flirting with each other. Like that scene yeah. in, in the house when they're all finally, you know, together. Uh, that that was a lot, of, a, a lot of fun to watch personally. It's a super like interesting dynamic because technically like, you know, uh, I think it was uh, Yelena who brings up, not Yelena, but um, it was uh, Natasha who brings up the fact that like we never, this was none of this was real. This was never real. Yeah. Like we were never a family. And then here they are, you know, what I'm saying, acting like acting like very much, you know, how a family does. You know, what I'm saying. And I think that you know, while Natasha denied it, it was definitely real for her. Right? Yeah. While Natasha, while Natasha and Yelena like wanted to deny it, it was definitely you know real for them even though they were all just basically embedded agents for you know uh for for russia so like just like to see that dynamic kind of play out as they get older yeah they have a lot of resentment for each other but yeah they also have like a lot of heart and a lot of that heart is basically humor we got uh the mom naming like uh alexi like after the pig <laughs> you know what i'm saying like <laughs> Like we have, we have Alexi trying to comfort, like uh, trying to comfort his daughter, quote unquote, with like you know stories of him like pissing on his hands, yeah. you know things like like things like that. Like it's just like it's just like funny things like that, like the you know that that really like hide up like the true like the darkness that was just like you know basically that uh, that family. Because another funny callback is like you know. Natasha's like misdirection. Yes. Right. Yep. Like Natasha's like Natasha like has this like talent for like just completely leading someone on and putting someone in the other direction or whatever. Because yep. like I remember how she told the Avengers like I never had a family until I met until this one and which you know technically she was wrong. So was she was she telling a lie on purpose to protect them? Like that's the type of layered shit that like I I thought about whenever like I, I left the movie because I was like, bro, like like everybody talks about how like characters like Loki and characters like you know Iron Man are like one step ahead, but like Natasha's really like like five steps ahead. She like thinks of everything after everything. Like she's actually very very smart. Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, I I love that little like misdirect of when she finally gets in front of Drakov and I got to say I was a little <laughs> that, that that whole like sequence where she's she's like, "Oh yeah, like I have a pheromone lock on the widow so that you like if if you smell me, you can't hit me." I'm just like, "That is so that is twisted. That is some fuck. <laughs> like, that is that's I gross." Yeah, bro, this is wild. Yeah. Like, I, I never would. That's some diabolical shit. That's some end boss shit. Yeah. Like, it's just like, bro, like, you're not at the you're not at the level required to hit me. So yeah, and I, you don't get to fight. And going back to the writing, you know, there's an, a couple of great scenes. Again, uh, the scene where you know uh, Yelena's making fun of of Natasha for how she like poses after she lands, and like that comes back a couple of times. And I just thought that that was so funny because like anyone that's ever I I I, I wanted I I should have uh, asked like a couple of my friends that like have old older or younger sisters like how they feel about this it's just like yeah like i feel like that if you have like uh, a sibling of any sort it's just like you know you really like like those tender moments of them just like you know teasing each other they like they, you know they you know almost choke each other unconscious in in that really right. great fight scene in in uh in budapest and again i she, um 
uh, Yelena has that great line of dialogue when they break out Alexei out of, uh, you know, when, when they break him out of jail and he's just like, oh, like, don't you, Liz, is it your time of the month that she goes into, like, you know, again, paying back to that, uh, that, some that great writing from Joss Wheaton all the way back in Age of Ultron, where you know uh, Natasha like calls herself a monster and implying that she's a monster because she can't have kids. But like you know, they, right. they really turn it around, and I think that's that's credit to like uh, having a you know a, a female director and a, and a female you know producer, you know, being able to, to to write those jokes in and like you know <laughs> you know and be like oh yeah you know that's what happens when they you know they they cut out our, our, our ovaries and and reproductive organs. He's like okay I get it I get it. I get it. He's like, like stop you don't have to tell me this anymore please. <laughs> like that was it's like not that was. He's like bro you you gave us up to them yeah. like what you mean yeah. like yeah and again it, again uh, uh, there's a lot of that but. Yeah, I, I would say like my it was really funny because going into this film, I was definitely the most excited about the Taskmaster. And I guess we, we can talk about that a bit here. Again, the, oh my the God, Taskmaster, bro. one of the most famous villains in, in you know, Marvel uh, comics, one of my personal favorite uh, villains. Uh, you know, in, in, in comics, uh, you know, super cool, uh, uh, has the ability to mimic any fighter. One of the, the hardest boss fights in the Spider-Man game, uh, for the, for the yes. PlayStation, that boss fight was stupid hard. Like, so I, I don't, uh, going into this movie, I was, you know, again, the, the, I thought the costume looked kind of dumb. You know, I, I've, I've grown to expect that not everything is going to be comic book accurate. It is what it is. But like, I, I was really excited to see what this character could bring to the table. And, you know, and maybe I wasn't going to like feel for the family stuff as much because, like, you know, it might have been too little too late. But I came out of this movie feeling the exact opposite, where the family stuff is really the heart and the meat of this movie. And, you know, yes, the Taskmaster, yes. unfortunately, falls into that trope of like, you know, Marvel doesn't really know how to, you know, write all their villains properly. I don't know how you felt about that. Well, it's it's this whole thing that I felt like, you know, the villains are kind of being used at this point for like, because none of them die. Mm-hmm. So it's just like they're being set up for like something greater, right? Because like, I'm, if you just look at like, okay, you look at people like, like Taskmaster, right? You look at people like, uh, who was that there? Uh, like Taskmaster, John Walker, Ghost from uh, from Ant-Man yep. uh, and the Wasp. And it's just like, okay, come on, guys. The writing's on the wall here. You're, you're trying to prep us for Thunderbolts. Yeah, yeah. You're trying, yeah. To prep us for, you're trying to prep us for Thunderbolts. You're trying to prep us for some type of Dark Avengers. Like, it's just like, I understand that, like, Marvel only has, like, so many good villains, and you can only just basically kill off so many. But for them, I'm guessing Marvel's probably thinking, like, you know, we could just repurpose these guys for someone else. But in the meantime, they could at least make for just, you know, uh, a good villain. If I'm being, like, 100%, if I'm being, like, really, really real, like, there hasn't really been, like, a super compelling villain there's been maybe like what in in the whole Marvel pantheon of, of cinematic movies. There's been maybe like what less than out of twenty four films, less than five. I'd say compelling so films, less than less than less than yeah. three. Probably just three, right? Yeah, I'd, like, I'd say just going off the top of my head, like the three that come to mind are Thanos, obviously Loki. If you want to count him as a villain, that because because you know how that character's developed, but Loki and then Killmonger are the three that everyone bring up. In my opinion, I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know if I'm missing anybody else, but nah, like uh, I'm I'm with the same because like I can name a bunch like like Obadiah Stane, like come on, bro, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like Ma- like Malachi, like like uh, like who is that? Uh, Whiplash, yeah, like uh, Dormammu, you know, I, I, <laughs> right? Now I'd say like um, 
I'd say like uh some some of the villains are pretty cool. And like I said, like the fact that they're not dying means that they're clearly just being just like, okay, why kill them when we can do some like, you know, some really, really cool Marvel shit later on? Because if we kill them, then, you know, there's no reason to bring them back, right? Yeah. Because Th- Thanos isn't coming back. Yeah. But, uh, but Vulture's going to be back. Mysterio's going to be back, right? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who is that? Scorpion's going to be back. Yeah. Like, the, the, like if, 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 clearly there's a Sinister Six movie happening. Yeah. Like, like, so it's just like, I'm not going to say that, like, Marvel, that the cinematic movies don't know how to write, write villains, but I will say that they know how to write them. They're just like, you know what? It's, it's really not all that necessary. So I wouldn't say, I, I would say lazy, yeah. 100%. I would 100% say lazy, but I wouldn't say, like, you know what I'm saying, uh, oh, like, um, you know, they're just killing these guys. They're they're not killing these guys off. Like it's like uh, it's like if uh it's like why kill off the Joker? Yeah, you know I mean yeah. No, you 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 make a lot of sense, and I, I I agree with a lot of what you said. Again, like not all these villains are super compelling. Like they hire these big names to play them. Like you know, like Robert Redford was in an MCU film. I think a lot of people forget that. Like Robert Redford, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Like uh you know uh, oh god I'm why am I blanking on on uh on uh Kate Blanchett. Yeah, uh, like Kate Blanchett, obviously, even and and Hella was probably one of like the you know the the coolest villains too, uh, you know that they've added. Um, uh, Kurt Russell as Ego, like uh, these these, yeah. these these aren't like uh, aren't, aren't slouches that they're like, you know, hiring to be these villains. It's again, it's a, I think it's I agree with what you say. They're they they have their their rogues gallery, you know, so set like they they there's only a handful of villains in this in this in this universe that that matter for something and you're seeing i agree with you you know i guess we, i guess we can talk about the post-credit scene you know now but uh yeah the, the post-credit scene ends with uh yelena going to visit the grave of uh of natasha you know in modern time i guess it's what's tw- it's 2024 2025 yeah i think it's 2025 right 2025 and she goes and visits the grave of uh her sister you know because you know, she died in Endgame for some reason. Uh, so she passed away in Endgame, and, you know, I think she's, like, coming to realize this. And, you know, which brings up an interesting point, like, you know, what did did she get snapped? Did uh, did Yelena get snapped? Did she get Thanos snapped when uh when it, when it, when it all went down, bro? Um, what has she been doing on the back end? But in that post-credit scene, she meets up with uh, the government lady from... Um, from Falcon the Winter Soldier. Yeah, uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus, uh, pl- as playing, uh, you know, Madam uh, Madam Hydra or uh, you know Contessa Val de La Fontaine, I believe is what her comic book accurate name is. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I uh, when Ju- so it, it was from I remember reading an article when Julie Louis Dreyfus, you know, if you're not familiar, Elaine from Seinfeld, and also she was in Veep, uh, which I hear is a really good show on HBO. Um, yes, but. Yeah, uh, she um, made her appearance in it was like episode five, episode four of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, when she was talking to the uh, you know to uh, John Walker after he uh, returned back to the states and was stripped of his title as Captain America. Uh, you know, and I read an article that came out that said that yeah, this character was originally supposed to debut in in Black Widow. And, you know, I, again, agree with what you said. If you look at the trajectory of what they're doing, you know, they have their, their quote unquote evil, you know, uh, you know, Black Widow. They have their evil Captain America. You know, um, if you've uh, 
spoilers for the Shang-Chi trailer coming up, by the way, if, if you're avoiding that. Uh, Abomination pops up in that trailer. So, uh, yeah, Abomination and Wong. Yep. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're definitely, you know, setting up, you know, the Thunderbolts. And also with, uh, you know, with Zemo, uh, you know, escaping in, in – um, or, you know, just getting thrown on the raft in uh, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They're definitely setting up the Thunderbolts or some sort of Dark Avengers thing as, as we argue of, of which Avengers are going to come first, Dark versus Young. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, both of those could be on a collision course uh, to each other. But, you know, that's, that definitely feels like the direction they're going. It feels like they're, Florence Pugh might play a big role in the Hawkeye series that's supposed to supposedly be coming out this year. Uh, yes. So that's that's potentially an interesting wrinkle because, uh, again, they're, you know, I, I don't know much about the production cycle of that show. And from what I understand, only like, you know, out of movies that directly like out of shows that directly tie into movies, I think the only two that are like confirmed to like actually tie into a film are WandaVision and the Doctor Strange and Miss Marvel into the Marvels. So uh, I, I could probably be if, if I'm wrong on that, I'll you know someone will correct me in the comment section. But which is so it's just so ridiculous how these things coincide because you talk about like basically what Dark Avengers and the Thunderbolts versus probably the Young Avengers because yeah. in that in that in that Hawkeye show is Kate Bishop. Mm -hmm. if, if this isn't any indication that come on Kate Bishop, Speed, Wiccan, uh, uh, Kid Loki, like bro, like come on, yeah, like, even with uh, is... and the, even with uh, Quantum Mania coming out in what was that 2022, 2023? That movie's supposed to come out, yeah, yeah, like there, there's they recasted uh, Cassie, Cassie Lang, Catherine Newton was gonna be uh, playing the role of Cassie Lang, so we got stature potentially on the way, uh, as well, which is crazy, like if, if you know, you're, you're seeing the seeds of what Marvel's trying to do, you know, going forward, which is why we said at the beginning, this movie right now, we don't really know if it's, like, essential viewing or not. Like, there's films you can skip, of, of course, you know, but there's certain there's films that you watch where they, they, you know, you know, like, immediately what the impact's going to have on it, and you know, this film right now, we don't know, like, how big of a splash it's going to be, but we know that, you know, uh, that Florence Pugh is probably going to play uh, an important role coming up. I thought she was going to die in this movie, personally. Like, yeah, I did, too. Like, when I saw that Nat was – because uh, I saw a photo that said, oh, yeah, like, you know, Nat's wearing the vest that she – that she was wearing in the movie, which again, another great piece of physical comedy. Thought that was hilarious. Like it's got pockets. Like it's it's <laughs> that, that was funny. But you know, I thought she was gonna die, and, and I'm glad that none of those characters die. So like it, it sets the stage to potentially see, you know, uh, you know, David Harbor as, as the Red Guardian again at, at some point in the future. I think that would, that's really really cool. And yeah, oh, also uh, we haven't we we talked about the Taskmaster. We actually haven't talked about the biggest plot twist of the Taskmaster is that it's Drakov's daughter. Uh, which is bro, again that shit was kind of I was like bro this shit kind of <laughs> that's kind of messed up yeah. bro like <laughs> well cuz yeah here's the thing like they they were very secretive of who was actually playing the taskmaster in this film i had read nothing about who they casted to play them and you know uh the actress's name that i, I just had up on my screen before but you know this this uh this character, this character is, is you know, I, I believe usually, a, you know, a man in, in the canon. But, you know, Marvel is, again, taking creative liberty in, in the past for certain things. Uh, and it's uh, Olga Kurilenko, who I, who I um, 
who was uh, the actress that was uh, portraying um, Taskmaster in this movie. And the thing that fell a little flat to me because you know you you learn about Drakov's daughter. I think there's a line in like Avengers Endgame in event in the first Avengers film where Loki brings up you know Natasha's red in her ledger or something like that. So like that like I, I feel like that was like mentioned at at some point before. Uh, you know that that she killed Drakov's daughter or something that I just right. I just straight up did, I just did not remember it because there's again there's 23 other of these movies that you have to watch and it's a lot but um yeah and, and you eventually get the payoff of I guess what happened in Budapest between her and and, and Clint which is uh which is interesting does does Jeremy Renner get a credit in this movie because he is strangely all over this movie <laughs> right right because like and it's crazy because like we hear about this like uh. Like between like Clint and Natasha over here, not nah, Budapest. Remember Budapest? Yeah, Budapest is crazy, right? Uh, you and I remember Budapest real differently, but Budapest was apparently a nightmare scenario for for Natasha. But like, it was like um, it was Clint who went over there to kill Natasha, but instead Natasha ended up defecting the shield, and then the rest is history after that. But like, I would have liked to have seen, you know. A little bit more of what happened in Budapest in general between them, yeah. and I guess that's what we're gonna get when we watch Hawkeye more than likely. It, like to basically tie that up. I mean, I'm guessing what happened in Budapest is the other side of that coin with Hawkeye. 100%. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure. And listen, it, it was it was a fun watch. You know, I uh, I just checked it out. Jeremy Renner does get an uncredited role in this movie, which is again, he's literally like more in this movie than I thought he was gonna be, which was right. which was fun. But uh. Yeah, listen. Uh, I I think you know, I the they really tried to make you care about like the weight of like who the Taskmaster was, and again, it just it, that fell a little flat to me. You know, hopefully we get to see more of this character. Uh, you know, in the future, it was fun to watch Scarlett Johansson break her own nose <laughs> to like. Uh, yeah, that was gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going front, bro. That was crazy. That was fun. That 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 whole that whole sequence was fun. The action sequences in this movie were were the best part. I think that you know that you th- that chase in Budapest with the car and through the subway was a lot of fun. That that uh that fight scene uh between Yelena and Natasha was beautifully choreographed. Was uh, choreographed. Um, the prison escape was a lot of fun. I love a good prison break scene. That was that was dope to watch. The, all the cinematography and like the fight stuff in this movie was really good. Some of the green screening was a little rough at times. Like Mar- there, there's always a couple of instances where like things definitely look like they're shot in uh, you know, in, like the- <laughs> in that in in the green screen dome, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it def- like parts of it definitely looked a little bit rough. Like especially on like the the carrier ship in the sky, like that was a little that was a little weird, but. Um, other than that, again, I, this movie was, is very much worth your time. You know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a, it's a fun watch. Uh, again, uh, David Harbour, uh, you know, David Harbour, Rachel Weisz, uh, Florence Pugh, all great additions to this movie. The family stuff really, really hits home and, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely worth your time. And I got to, I'll, I'll, I'll pen this question to you and, you know, if, if you have any other wrapping up other thoughts on the movie, we will, we'll talk about that, but. Do you think you were like if if Marvel hadn't released three TV shows, you know, in the time between this movie getting delayed again and this movie finally coming out, would you feel that you like would would this movie be enough to like reignite you into like what the MCU is going to be? If versus like you know we have you know th- two shows that are finished and one show that's about to finish that's really setting the implications of what Phase Four is going to be, which is like crazy potential multiverse stuff. Right. So, uh, like, 
So without Black Widow coming out, right? So basically, it would be like you said, it'd be closer to a year and a half of, with, with. Okay, so with no Black Widow, no Marvel TV shows, basically Spider-Man: Far From Home, which was a year ago, that would have been our last piece of Marvel content just going forward until this point. Basically, yeah. if there was no if there was no TV, no Black Widow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would I would drive my head through a wall 100 percent because I'm just like, bro, like. Like, like I like, especially with like all the stuff that that was that's been rumored, you know. Even if there was no television, I would I'd be like, bro. First off, I need Marvel content. Yeah. And secondly, <laughs> I, and, and secondly, like imagine just like it's like a it's like an exercise in delayed gratification, right? Yeah. So <laughs> you've been you we've been. We, so we got consistent Marvel content throughout the entire Infinity Saga, and then just a year of nope, nope, yeah, just a year of of, year of nope, nope. We're not gonna we're not gonna do nothing. We'll have an announcement for you in January of twenty twenty one, and then they just released that first trailer of, of Black Widow, and I'd be like, in my head, I'm just like, all right, bro, let's let's do it. Let's get hype, bro. Like this is the first. Marvel thing back that would probably even get me more hype if I'm being real with you. Wow, no. if I'm being a hundred because that would probably give me more hype because it's just like, bro, like if y'all waited a year to give me nothing, like it's gonna look bad on y'all. So I, I I would assume that y'all would like come all guns blazing if this was the only piece of content that you were gonna give me after a year. You know what I'm saying? Of after a year of nothing. Yeah. No, I, I I totally feel that uh, you know in my own regard too, because like like we said, like the, these the Marvel shows, I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel about it. I, I didn't I I watched like the first couple seasons of Agents of Shield. It was whatever. The the Netflix stuff was fun to watch, but again, that's not canon outside of like you know the time periods and like a couple of other things. So like it was really hard to like they, they were good shows on their own, but like it was really hard to like get like super invested in them the same way because you know it's not gonna go anywhere. It's gonna end at some point. So yes. um I think the TV shows really surprised me with how you know how much fan service they're providing, but also what the implications could be because you know if I had not seen any of this stuff and I got into this movie, movie you know seeing everything that I saw, I'd be like okay. I don't really know what's going to happen here. Ju you know, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is assembling a team of the of the Dark Avengers. That's cool. Like, what are they going to go from here? But now, like, this, the shows have poisoned my brain to think, like, one of three things under any scenario. <laughs> Everyone's either a scroll, it's Mephisto, or it's Kang. Like, that's it. Like, right. <laughs> it's one of those three things that's going to happen. And right. so, like, I, I definitely think that, like, this, um, you know, again, like we mentioned, this this movie, how its footprint will, will you know, how big of a footprint it'll leave will be, you know, told at the end of this whole thing, you know, whenever we get to a point where it's like, we kind of understand what's going to happen because the thing, you know, the way that the shows are going, not many of the shows, I, I think well, we can say that about a lot of the shows too. Cause like, you know, we know that Dr. Strange is going to like finish off the WandaVision story. We just don't know to what extent we're going to get from that. And, you know, we know that, or, or versus a show like Loki, which finishes next week, where that could have like major impact, like right away, depending on what happens in that final episode. So, yeah. I, I, and again, you know, we're we're getting right back into that that uh, thing that Mar Marvel spoils us, man. You know, we uh, in, in you know a little under two months, we're getting Shang Chi, which is going to be fun. Curious to see how 
they're gonna you know introduce this all you know this new property into an already very immersive expansive universe you know with with some stuff that we already are familiar with with which is you know the mandarin and you know how things like abomination are, are, are going to play into that or uh you know and, and all that stuff and then the eternals comes out in november and then we get spider-man and then we get dr strange in march which after all these films come and the smoke clears, we're probably going to have a better idea of what's going to happen. You know, we know that Kang is coming yeah. at some point. We just don't know to what extent, you know, that's going to have as a major villain in the MCU. Things could be totally different and, when we talk about this in like six yeah. months. And, and he might not even be like the final big bad. He might yeah. just be the big bad in waiting because the on the back end of this entire phase is the Fantastic Four movie. And we all know what comes with that. So Galactus may or may not be on the way or it may be or maybe doom you know because yeah. on the because next year we're supposed to get uh after dr strange we're supposed to get uh black panther i believe yeah yes i believe you're correct. so it's just like so it's just like like it's it's funny to think about this because like uh when shang chi drops in what september uh september 9th i believe yeah comes out yeah, when Shang-Chi drops, that'll be the last time you don't know who he is. Yeah. That'll be the last time. When when the Eternals drop, that'll be the last time you don't know who they are. It'll be it'll be the very last time. So like to see like where like these the everything is going and uh the trajectory like that, I think Black Widow is excellent filler. I really yeah. do. I really think it and I really think it just, you know, it, it strikes a good balance in the MCU panthe pantheon because it just keeps like a grounded story because not everything has to be about what time travel and and space and things like that yeah. like you know some of it some of the avengers actually don't have superpowers <laughs> right some of the avengers are just like normal like you know blue collar guys yeah. guys and girls yeah. so it's you know things like you know the falcon and the winter soldier and things like black widow you know it keeps us like you know grounded and shows us that hey we can provide plenty of interesting stories like here on earth and i'm glad they established this because like after this movie it literally gets insane from this point on from this point on there's nothing normal in the mcu <laughs> like 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 literally like okay so like so loki finishes next week and then like you said uh shang chi is in september yeah. but then what if is coming out and that's gonna be fun yeah that, that's, that's gonna be that's like gonna be a fun palette cleanser because that's just an anthology yeah. series there's a lot of fun yeah you know if you've ever like read the what if comics they're a lot of fun i think one of my favorite ones is like what, what if all the new york superheroes lived in like the middle of ohio which is like a fun right. which is like a you know, that's gonna be like that's <laughs> gonna be a fun palette cleanser because like I, I agree with what you said it's like a lot of what comes after this point is crazy it's it's so it's so much that it might be a little overwhelming so at least i think with black widow and and, and you know what if coming out in august it's going to be a bit of a a nice like kind of like reset to like kind of like gather everything because i believe they the other uh miss marvel and and hawkeye are scheduled to come out this year one of those is probably going to get delayed i'm i'm sure of it but yes you know, uh there's still a lot of like you know plot you know important stuff that i'm sure it's going to come from those two shows plus you know the other three movies that are coming out this year so you know by the end of, of 2021 shit's gonna look really fucking weird depending on where we're left after spider-man yeah and i mean it's all it's all par for the course because you know this is this is marvel so this is it, 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 it and like the fact that like they have to find some way to top end game is just like wow y'all got 
this is going to be it's going to be crazy and it's going to be fun and you know a great way to establish kind of establish the beginning of that and then return to theaters and everything like that i think black widow is a pretty good start man yeah no i don't lie to you i agree so i would say you know i i don't like ranking things arbitrarily especially when there's like 20 something of something i would say like where I feel about this movie after it's all said and done is that I definitely like it more, like I said, than like those like mid tier, like bottom tier MCU films. Like I definitely like it more than Thor two. I definitely like it more than Iron Man three. Uh, I don't know if I like it more than like films. Like I'm a little bit higher on Ant Man than other people are. I really like the Ant Man films, so like I wouldn't put it like higher than that. It definitely wouldn't crack my top ten. But like, it's still a good film. They're, they're even we, we've I've said this in the past. A, a bad Marvel movie is still like watchable. Like Thor two, widely considered one of the worst films in the MCU, if not the worst film, was like is become quickly one of the most important movies in the pantheon because of like what of the implications of of Endgame right. and Loki. Like th- those movies became wildly important all of a sudden. So like, again, even if a, a bad MCU film is still a good watch, and this movie is by no means a bad movie. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, um, I would say that, like, you know, if you got ten bucks, it's a, it's a, it's a Friday or it's a, it's a weekday evening, excuse me. Uh, and you got ten bucks, I'm definitely letting you know it's definitely worth the price of admission. And I would give it a shot. You know, you you might actually enjoy it. If you're a Marvel fan, you're probably gonna enjoy the movie. And if you're not a Marvel fan, uh, uh, this would be very entertaining for you to watch. Yeah, hundred percent. So I guess before we close things out here, uh, like we mentioned, you know, we are in the precipice of the Loki finale coming out next week. I have been loving this show. I'm sure you have as well. It's in my oh hundred percent. If this show sticks to landing. I think it'll be better than WandaVision. And WandaVision was a lot of fun, but again, that we don't we don't know how that story is going to pay off until the, this coming March. But I got to say, right. do you have any predictions for what the lo- what what we can predict from the Loki finale? Uh, Dog, I I I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. <laughs> I don't like uh, like I just and that's 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 the beauty of that's the beauty of it. Like I love it when Marvel just keeps it weird. I really do. And like the fact that I can't predict what's going to happen at all like i really have no idea what's yeah. gonna happen so that's that's really the best part i'm i'm very anxious for wednesday because i'm very very interested to see how this ends i really am yeah no I'm, I'm stoked um this this show has been so much more than i expected it to be again like i i've enjoyed tom hiddleston's portrayal of loki he's a fan favorite for a reason he's an absolutely phenomenal actor and he's and he's pulled he's done great this entire show everybody that's involved with the show has been great uh, the whole new generation of people are going to get to discover owen wilson again and that's that's great he's been an absolute treat to watch you know on a on, in a controlled set and all this the, the stuff that they're setting again like i said like <laughs> this show is but like, not a lot of the MCU shows have been like required watching. Like even if one, like we just mentioned, WandaVision will get its payoff in Doctor Strange two. You don't really need to watch WandaVision to like understand what's going on. You can give someone the Cliff Notes version. You should watch WandaVision because it's a great show. But like they'll, I'm sure there'll be like you know uh, uh some some long you know stint of exposition that'll explain to everybody like what has happened and like what's going on with Wanda you know, in, in that movie. But I think Loki, in my opinion, like if it's again, if it's six to landing, if it goes where I think it's going to go, 
you know, where we could, there's a lot of signs pointing to Kang the Conqueror, you know, you know, maybe being the man behind the curtain here. Like this movie, this show might be the first one where it's like, you have to watch this to like figure out what's going to happen. Like in the, in the big picture of things. Yeah. Every, every episode has literally just been a mix up. Like nobody, nobody really has like figured out like anything. And it's just the show's like literally every episode has been enshrouded in mystery and that's like the best part of it, right? There's always one question after, you know, every answer. Like there's another question. And it's just yeah. like to keep to keep your audience on its toes like that, to not have like a plot that's like super predictable is is the best part about TV. And I think it's the best part about Loki. And I think it's probably gonna end up being like you said, if it sticks the landing, it could be the one Marvel show above all. We will see. Yeah, that's been I think the weakest part of the MCU so of the show so far is that the endings haven't necessarily been great. Like they're fun, but like the WandaVision finale felt a little rushed. The the Falcon and Winter Soldier finale felt a little it, it felt a little like too quick. Like it felt like again, that's the problem with these limited series that you only have so much time to like get through something. Um, they're still fun watches, you know. They're still still great shows, but I think Loki, like it, like we said, if it if it if it nails it, this show could could give the show all the Emmys, give every Loki variant an Emmy in this show. Every, all of them are right. All, all of them are great, and again, more potential Young Avengers implications in that show. But you know, we'll talk. I'm sure I'll talk about that at some point in the future. But yeah, that's that's gonna be our our Black Widow review episode uh, again. Uh, this just show comes with a recommendation please go watch it it's a lot of fun again uh you don't like banjo mentioned you don't necessarily have to watch every film before this to really understand what's going on you're probably gonna lose you know you, you might miss some stuff now and then but as a standalone film it's a lot of fun and whether it, how it pays off big picture wise if it does or not i still think it comes with uh, a sealed cooped up seal of approval 100% man like uh if you, if you haven't seen black widow like i said man go check it out man, the movie movie ain't bad bro so go on check it out you got a, a day to yourself or uh, if you if you happen to be daddy more bucks and you want to spend that 30 bucks and send it your send it your house hey i i can't be mad at it bro but either way uh, you will enjoy the movie you will enjoy it yeah but uh yeah listen that's that's going to be it for us for today and again like i mentioned we have a, it's a two podcast weekend this week folks so after about a time this video goes up the other video probably won't be out but you know come back you know you'll uh, follow us on all of our social media at cooped up pod and as you know sub to the podcast feeds wherever you get your podcasts on you know apple podcasts spotify google podcast anchor youtube like wherever you want to choose to listen to us you know stay tuned because later on uh, this weekend uh you know i talk about the new uh pixar series monsters at work with my buddy camelange and then we talk about our uh, our top five favorite pixar movies so uh spoiler alert for that podcast cars 3 is not bad and you guys can take with that when whichever context you wish but uh banjo you got anything you want to plug on the way out i know we talked a lot about the top but let the people know at home where they can find you because you are a, a very busy man listen y'all find me on twitter at Banjo Plays Banjo. I got a tournament coming up August 21st, Spiral Mountain in the great state of Texas. If you happen to be in the neighborhood, come on by, man. We got uh, some of the best Texas players that the state has to offer. Y'all come through, play some Smash Brothers, hang out with the homies, get a little sampler before y'all come to Low Tide City in October. And uh, 
uh, catch me on the commentary grind. I'm literally trying to be everywhere. <laughs> so, like, so uh, if you guys like Smash Brothers commentary, man, I got a reel on YouTube.com. You type in Banjo Plays Banjo slash um, uh, commentary reel. And, and if you like the sounds, man, uh, please recommend me to your local TO because if I if there's a way for me to drive out there, get a plane ticket out there, I'll be there, man. Yeah, we're gonna. I, we, I, I definitely am trying to make it a point to get you here at some point. You know, whether it's 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 this year or next year, but you know, we definitely got to get the get the homie out here. We got to kick him, man. It's been a minute. It's been a long time. Yeah, man. Not not since Frostbite uh, 2020, uh, but we will return very very no, soon. Banjo and Koopa will return in Smash tournaments. <laughs> oh yeah, man. We we coming back, man, in full yeah, force. But uh, on that note, folks, again, uh, be kind to each other. And again, you can follow me on Twitter at Koopa NJ. Follow the show on Twitter at Cooped Up Pod. Again, follow us on all of subscribe to us on all of your uh, podcast feeds or whatever. Leave a like, leave a review, five stars, whatever you got to do to get us uh, noticed out there. And again. You know, keep an eye out for me at your local tournaments, at your national tournaments. It's that time of the year, man. You know, everywhere it's uh, we're getting there. My commentary reel is also up on YouTube, so you know, check check out all that good stuff. But until then, folks, have yourselves a wonderful weekend and uh, take care. Later, guys. <laughs>